0: Hello sweet souls, I am your host Lucy Victoria Jackson and it is my honour to welcome you to Root and Rise with Lucy. So thank you for the response to our launch of season two last week. It's been great to reconnect. I honestly love this podcast platform so much. It's one of my favourite things to do now. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you that continues to listen and share and feedback. So yeah, thank you so much if that's you. And if you're new today, welcome. As I say, I'm Lucy. And today I am very honoured to be bringing you a wonderful, wonderful guest. He's a local, yoga teacher to me. His name is Sam Rao and he's 72 years old. Sam has been teaching yoga since I was eight. He was first teaching in 1998. So that's 22 years of experience now. And he reckons he's been practicing since he was a boy. He, he learned from his mother originally when they were growing up in Uganda. And his life story is so fascinating. He's grown up, as I say, a little bit in Uganda and then moving to Canada. He spent time in Santa Barbara and he taught yoga on the beach in Florida. And somehow he ended up in Bracknell over here in the UK and here in the UK as I say he's been teaching for 22 years and he's created such a beautiful community around him he's a real uh, stalwart of the yoga community locally and I couldn't believe that I hadn't actually practiced with him prior to my reaching out for him for this podcast but when I finally did practice with him a couple of weeks ago now it was honestly such a beautiful session he's so knowledgeable His demeanor is so encouraging and so calming, and he has a really uh, reverent approach to the yoga practice, but it's also really light and fun, and he's just a wonderful person to chat to. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. Sam is a real yoga legend, and I can't wait to see more of what he gets up to as he shares his plans for the next few years. So without further ado, introducing Sam Rao to Root and Rise with Lucy. Sam, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. First of all, how are you?
1: I'm very well. Lovely to be with you and uh, looking forward to my first postcard, post interview
0: podcast yes it is my my honor to have you here Sam and first of all I would just love to say thank you so much for our one-to-one session that we had the other day um, one thing that I love about yoga is that every teacher I meet I, I learn something different from and I definitely learned a lot from you so thank you so much
1: thank you thank you for coming and trying it out
0: yeah, no, it was it was wonderful. So I would like to begin um, for you to introduce yourself, if that's okay, because people listening, they may not know you and they might be new to what you do. So how would you introduce yourself, Sam?
1: Well, I would, uh, if I was standing face to face, obviously they'd be able to see me, but here goes. Uh, nobody can see me at the moment. I am, <laughs> at the moment, 72-year-old, i have been doing yoga since i was a boy my mum taught me quite a lot and that's going back a lot um been doing yoga for the past 40 years sort of semi seriously and then at when i was 51 so i think they were coming to 1997 98 is uh, when i took it up a lot more seriously and began the transition from my business, if you like, the jobs and the business that I had to move towards yoga. So I originally am from Uganda in East Africa. I was uh, shipped off. My dad must have seen the politics coming. I was Mm. shipped off to Vancouver, where I studied at Coquitlam High School and then went to UBC, University of British Columbia, And for one summer, I came to visit London and visit my brother. And there I met the lady who is my wife now of nearly 50 years.
0: Wow. And uh, there
1: we have two boys. My eldest is an actor. He's 45 now. And my youngest is 42. And he's a tree surgeon. And he has with his partner, our first granddaughter. Her name is Daisy. So, (laughs) Daisy is the light of my life. She is absolutely beautiful.
0: Oh, Um, I bet she is. Does she do yoga as well?
1: She does. She teaches me as well. And I've got a few recordings of her teaching me, which is very nice. But, uh,
0: you know, it's it's mostly,
1: (laughs) it's mostly playing and uh, simply enjoying her company. Um, so for me, I've been teaching seriously public classes since 1998, uh, in and around Bracknell, Crawthorne. So that's really been the focus of my, um, public yoga classes. But for the past nine years or nine years ago, I opened up my school so that I could then pass on the knowledge that I have picked up along the way. And uh, teach my teach what I call my teachers. So Samra yes. Yoga Teacher Training School is, as you and I talked earlier, uh, we are at the moment on my list. I can see ninety-three is the is the current number of teachers that have gone through the school.
0: Wow! Not all
1: of them are teaching because some of them have done other things, and, and you know some of them families and all that kind of thing. But in the main, they're all. Able to stand in front of a group of people and teach them how to do yoga, um, so I'm very proud of that. And hopefully, if we go back and open up after this lockdown, by end of this year we should be approaching just about a hundred teachers out there.
0: Wow, um, which what, is, what a which legacy! Was,
1: that would—that's going to be absolutely <laughs> fantastic. And the school yes. just carries on, you know. As as I was talking to you when we were doing the. Yoga is is um, we have a waiting list, a two-year waiting list for people to come and join the school. I mean, I'm amazed, but I'm not. I'm obviously delighted.
0: Yeah. But uh,
1: there's quite a lot, and we reach uh, we reach almost all of the southeast and the southwest. So people are coming from long distances to to come and spend a weekend every month and end up being yoga teachers at the end of their tenth weekend.
0: So Amazing So you're o- yeah. obviously doing something right Sam
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to change the formula Because you're right no.
0: yeah well and also the yoga does it for us right the yoga is is why people keep coming back and it's it's such a beautiful gift and you know the way that i see it i just feel so privileged to have been passed it on to me and you know to now be be sharing it it's you know it's really the yoga that that does the talking isn't it (laughs) it
1: is and and, you know when people are ready they will come and that's one of the things that the teachers especially the new teachers I try and encourage them to think about it, you know, build it and people will come. So, you know, Mm -hmm. get yourself a decent haul. Yes, it's like any business. It might cost you a little bit in the beginning because not enough people are coming in. But once you are there and you put your mark in the ground and you genuinely want everybody to get what you get out of yoga, then uh, you'll find you will thrive and businesses grow. Um, I've seen quite a lot of success with my teachers, especially the, the ones that were at the beginning of the year. They've been around for at least seven, eight years now, mm. and they've built up their businesses nicely. You know, mm. some of them are doing public yoga classes, some of them public yoga classes plus workshops. You know, several of them gone into specialties like pregnancy yoga or you know. Th- referral to or remedial yoga, things of that kind. And I'm just delighted because there is so much room for growth of yoga. Mm. Statistically, if I can throw some of it at you. Yes. It's uh, less than 3% of our population does yoga.
0: Wow. So the
1: market is 97%. If, if, you know, if And you look at it from town to town, of course, it varies. But uh, I used to teach in Pacific Grove in Santa Barbara and that area in California. There I did a survey and we were about 14% of the local population doing yoga. Whereas in ours, in Crowthorne, it's 3%. So, you know, the market is huge. The requirement as we go through this lockdown period and people begin to analyze their own where they are now, I think yoga is is the one that's going to help them move forward.
0: I think so. Yeah. As we know, you know, it has so many benefits for the body, the mind, the immune system. And I, I do think more and more people are going to look to invest into their health. And, and obviously yoga is, is growing in popularity. So yeah, I think, I think you're quite right. And you are a very good advert for yoga, Sam, because as you say, you're, you're 72 years old. And <laughs> um, when we, we had our session together, you were teaching me the praying mantis pose. And yes. I must say you you kicked my butt with that one because you were straight up arm up leg up balancing on on your cheek and then I tried it and I I rolled straight out so I've just you know I've got to do another 40 years of practice and then maybe
1: (laughs) (laughs) maybe I'll be there no you may not need 40 years just another four months and you'll be there
0: yes yeah but but what I loved is you know when you teach you provide a space that you know it's obviously serious but we we don't Take it too seriously, and we had a giggle, and you know it was it was it was fun. Um, but but kind of that leads me nicely on to, to talking about that sequence that we did together. So maybe mm. you could just talk us through that work that you've you've done with that sequence and why you developed it and what that's all about.
1: Yeah, it's it's it started uh, quite a long time ago. I, I can't remember the year, but in one of uh, one of my squash playing days. I had a lower back injury, the the lower right hand side of my lumbar vertebrae mm. were were two of them were badly damaged and the other two were put out of alignment in a particular incident. So then came the process of me saying either I go and get it mechanically or medically repaired and when I when I investigated that that was would be a steel rod would be used to realign the mm. vertebrae, and uh, there was no way I was going to do that because I mean nobody decided that I did. I said no, I'm mm. going to have to do something else because I knew yoga by then. I was already into teaching, and so then I made did some investigation and found a teacher in Santa Barbara, in California, um, Dr. Eric Goodman. Uh, people really need to look him up. He does what's called foundation series. And he uses yoga postures, but have, have he has modified the yoga postures to such an extent that I found that within a year, year and a half, not only did my back ache or pain disappear, Mm. I found that I was getting stronger and stronger with all my posterior chain muscles and all of that. So I really began to learn the anatomy of my body a lot more.
0: And Mm. consequently,
1: that's how I teach. So the story from there, and you you saw and when you came to visit my studio, you saw one of the things I do is use the sling, the yoga sling. And that really is all focused on my core strength and building or bracing my lumbar spine
0: Mm.
1: so my style of teaching and when we look at the praying mantis or thread the needle going into praying mantis posture it started with what is traditionally listed in all the books as majarya sanya thread the needle or the happy posture but from there, I wasn't satisfied with that because I really needed my thoracic spine and lumbar spine to have a rotation, which was beneficial. And consequently, over a period of time, I built that posture into what I now name as the praying mantis, because I've never seen that posture in any books. None of my teachers have ever taught me that. It's a posture that's developed with me and my students. So we fall over and we laugh and we get back up and we go in again and also learn how to support, to to get somebody to work with it. I could have very easily stood on your side with my leg braced against you and you could have gone into the full posture. So that's how we teach. So every posture and when you saw the, the four postures that I gave to you, that has become my... Uh, signature for anybody who comes to me with specific lower back sciatic nerve issues so they do and i teach them and i get them to repeat the four postures which again bodes well because it is not only releasing the muscles and the tensions it's not only focusing the mind into the body when you're doing that posture you can't think of anything else except mm. oh my god what happens if i fall over <laughs> so it's it's when we get to that depth of mind connecting with the body i now begin to understand when my teacher used to say you know yoga is the yoking of the mind to the body you know i thought mm. oh that was a nice word but yes. i understand <laughs> i understand now what it actually means when i'm not thinking of what's going on outside, and I'm more interested in what's going on inside, Um, that is really the, the, the benefits that I feel we could deliver, you and I and all our teachers could deliver to our community, whether yes. it's 3% or 4% or 5%. If in Crowthorne and Bracknell and, and in Ascot area, if it went to be 5%, Two things, we don't have enough teachers, and we certainly don't have enough halls to fit 5% of the population. Yes. So there is a lot more coming our way. As I see, as I move forward, I see that, you know, more halls will be built, and that's what they're doing. Every new development has a community hall attached to that development whether it's a small place being built with 20-30 houses or, in some cases, 800-900 homes, they have a big community hall. It's mandatory now. Mm. So, hall spaces are becoming available. Schools are beginning to find they can rent their halls out, which didn't used to happen before. So, the space is becoming available when we are ready
0: yes and and that is is a really big part of of yoga as well creating the community you know because of course it's about connection to self and connection to our you know our god whatever we want to call yeah. that to the universe but it is also about connection and community with each other as well isn't it and I think during this this lockdown it's that's what's really stood out for me is is trying to keep the community together when we can't physically be in one place and I, I think that's actually helped a lot of people so I hope it's I hope it's you know gonna go go back to being in in halls and meeting and people with with each other soon but let's see but i would love to go to go um back to this this book though is is your book available sam to buy the book that you gave me the backache book
1: yes it's on uh, amazon it's it's on from my website if somebody sends me an email and with all the details i can post it to them Uh, but I've left it on Amazon because it's also in, on Kindle. Mm, Um, so you can, you can buy from Amazon or you can buy from Samro. I mean, eventually I think I'll have to do a little bit more in terms of book marketing rather than just allowing Amazon to to ship it out.
0: (laughs) uh, I've
1: seen, I've seen a lot of people not only buying it, but I get comments, you know, every now and then I get an email from places that I may not have even heard of, and saying, well, da, 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 this question, so and so, how do I do this? I don't understand. Okay, my first response might be, there was this very particular lady in Argentina, and I said, well, how did you get hold of the book? She <laughs> said, well, my sister in London sent it to me.
0: Wow. So,
1: you know, and she was asking about the particular thing that you and I were talking about, is how do I get my spine to move and we did the two types of postures, the supine padangusthasana, when we lay down in the supine twist. Yes. She was, she just couldn't get it, you know, the right foot on top of the left knee, and, and she said, "I don't get it." I said, "All right, I'll talk you through with it." So we made an uh, um, a Skype connection, and she was way out into the wild somewhere, but had internet access. So wow. it was it was wonderful to reach out. Now for Six pounds worth of book. Uh, what did I get? I got somebody out there, looking at my book and being confident about asking the questions that she wanted to ask. Yes, it's a joy. I mean, I, I've I, I said to you as well. There are four or five books coming out of Lucy in the next few
0: years. <laughs> Watch this for face. sure? <laughs> yeah, of course. Oh, oh. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> You're very kind, Sam. Well, I, I must say that you know the, the postures in the book. You know, they they seem quite simple on the surface, but when they're done well and with consideration, and like you showed me with the detail. They, they're they very effective, very effective. Um, so I think it's quite hard to describe postures on a podcast without people getting the visual. So we'll definitely provide a link for people to to buy the book if they want to see it, because I think it's it's really useful and, and really helpful um, for many people, because we are seeing lots of people with, with backache. You know, it's something that I get a lot in my Absolutely. classes and yeah. obviously you with your speciality. So, yes.
1: Well, with you, I will just let you have 20 or 30 copies of it. I've got loads of them here. And you just (laughs) sell them to your. But if you could, if we, what we could do, if you're going to put a link on the podcast, then it's samraoyoga.com. So. And if they go and message me, so it's quite clear, they message it. So, and, and the message will say, oh, can I buy one of your books, blah, blah, blah. And I'll take, talk them through how best to. So I need their address. I need them to pay, make a payment and all of that kind of thing. But, um, that would be a good enough link at the moment. Um,
0: wonderful. Great. um,
1: So I will be, I will be pretty soon planning for, if not next year, the year after next is a lecture tour. So my books, both of them, the second one you haven't seen yet because it's not been printed yet is the anatomy of elimination the the Mm. ibs area of of, of our body so all in all when we think of the core of the body you know we immediately think of six packs and four packs and all that no i mean if you go below (laughs) that area there, there is so much there and if you just google ibs you come up with something like 14 different Conditions, which we call diseases, they're not diseases, they're conditions. We've we've manifested, you know, colitis and Crohn's and diverticulosis and even things like hernia
0: Mm. and
1: prolapses. How do we manage our body to the point where I stand in front of a group of people and say, all I can sell you is this 72-year-old and he's doing really well. Well, (laughs) one side of his saying, oh, he's waving his own flag. But the other side says to me that if I don't do that, why am I asking them to do what I do?
0: Mm, Yes. I'm selling,
1: yeah, always. And teachers must sell the results. You know, what are the benefits? Why would anybody want to put a, you know, stand upside down or, or, you know, put your legs up the wall? And why explain, get to understand. I have medics coming into my school who want to become yoga teachers. And what I have noticed is their knowledge of the body is not as high as we think. Mm. They're very good at understanding the ailments or the conditions or the diseases and what kind of medication to give. They're very good at that. But do they know what what happens in in terms of when a sciatic nerve is trapped? What what Mm. is the structure? What kind of things you can do apart from killing the pain with through medication what can you do to release that nerve that's been trapped and yes. you be i was quite surprised i still am quite surprised mm. at the lack of um, detailed knowledge of muscles and, and and joints that you could explain to a 56 year old who's just decided that all her family's gone now, she's going to look after herself or he's going to look after himself and comes to a yoga class. How yes. do we get these people moving forward? Yes. And
0: yeah. And and that's something that you're quite passionate about, isn't it? Um, I am. You know, you know, maybe not necessarily going straight for the med- medical answer, but looking at alternatives and looking at how we can, you know, manage it on a more holistic way. Um, aren't you? So, yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's, you see the, the other area, which I would like to debate with, with, with you on the podca- podcast, podcast mm-hmm. is if, when we say holistic, we, we, a lot of the older group of people get this idea of hippies. Now you guys are too young to remember hippies <laughs> in the sixties, <'60s.
0: laughs>
1: you know, it's, it's, so holistic is, is great. Yeah. It's got a great meaning. But, you know, all all I'm interested in and all I was interested in, how do I remedy the gift that I was given, i.e. my back was broken? Mm. If I looked at it as a gift, what is it that I can do? So now the terminology I'm starting to use more and more is remedial yoga. Mm. So if I have consistent migraines... What kind of things can I do or to remedy that condition? Because migraines, you don't catch them. You manifest them. Yes. Same as diabetes. Same Mm. as sciatic nerve. Yeah. Hip issues, knee issues. So we need to change a little bit of terminology. I love the holistic thing, and I love all the connotations around it, the food and the lifestyles and all that. But when somebody is in pain with whatever their condition is, their their receptiveness is not that good unless it's something straightforward and simple to remember. Yes. What are you going to do, Sam? Oh I'm gonna go through some remedial yoga. Oh. Yes. And then emphasize that remedial. You know, this is all about going back to where you were before this condition started. Yes. So whether it is Crohn's or whether it is, as I say, migraines or frozen shoulders or hip pains, there was a time when you didn't have those issues. So how do we use remedial yoga to go back to where you were before this condition appeared? Mm, And uh, so there's loads and loads. And this is what I was trying to explain, or I did explain to you that I want to spend a lot of time now writing about these things which were gifted to me. Mm. You know, one of the big subjects is arthritis. Well, yes,
0: you know, I
1: mean, when you look at arthritis; you, you, you don't catch it. It's not an infectious disease. It certainly is not a disease. It is an immune system. So, ah, immune system. COVID nineteen came in and talked to us a lot about our immune system.
0: Oh yes. <laughs> now, yeah.
1: Uh, We've got to get to, to grips with our immune system to even manage things like arthritis. Arthritis is reversible. <gasps> what?
0: What do you mean <laughs> reversible? Yeah. So so along that line then, what what would be your best advice for someone looking to invest in their immune system and to, to support their immune system? Well,
1: it it would be initially to to go within. Well, now, it's very easy to say, what do you mean go within? You know, do I sit yeah. and just sit and do om? No.
0: <laughs>
1: you find you find five minutes of, of, of a day. Find a corner in your bedroom or in a room that nobody else uses and see if you can stand yourself for five minutes. So we're getting into that area where how do we quieten the mind? Mm. If I can't get sit down for five minutes and not tolerate my own company I have a problem would yes. you agree? Yes. Right. so my starting point would be is to encourage people to say you know you, you sit and read a newspaper for 10-15 minutes well that's good but that's all out there it's not within mm-hmm. you if you can shut that newspaper sit in the corner of a, of, a, of a room and just watch your breath you know, I mean, you're not watching the breath, but feel the sensations of your breath, the air going in and out. If you do it for five minutes, you're on a winner. Mm. Most people can't do it for more than two minutes or three minutes before they start to agitate. So teaching processes now for good health and moving forward and holistic and remedial yoga and all that starts with this one very simple area. How do we teach our students to begin to accept themselves. And I use the word, the mirror, quite a lot of times. Talk to the person in the mirror. Look at them, admire them, you know. There is nothing needed, you know. You, you, we go into, oh, I don't like my skin, so I'm gonna get a facelift and all Yeah, You are, as, as and if you talk to that person in the mirror, you begin to buy into the beauty of of what I would now and I understand as the creation. I am Mm. part of the creation. The word is Isha. Yes. Isha means the source of creation. So I don't rattle along that way in my classes because obviously there is a little bit of understanding where somebody may have different beliefs. But if I get myself into a space where I can tolerate my own company, uh, I'm way ahead because Mm. I see an awful lot that can't. And that's where most of the problems start. If they appear in a yoga class for an hour and a half, they're there. That's a good starting point. So eat well, do some exercise, move the body. Movement is the key. You know, things like, if you've ever come across Lao Shu and his writing, he's mm. very good at. Uh, one of the things I use is moving water does not decay.
0: Mm, I yes. love that
1: because yes. you know you never see a stagnant pond that you want to jump into, but you love to jump into a river if you can yes. swim. Yeah. So moving water. Well, 97% of our body is water. Well, if we move it, we eat well. We sleep well. We, we we admire the person in the mirror, so we love the person we see. And then we start to say, okay, I'm going to do this. Oh, look, Sam did that, that praying mantis thing. I want to do that. Well, <laughs> it's going to take you f- three to four months before you, and once you crack it, it's there for the rest of your life.
0: <laughs> uh, yes. And you,
1: you do that a <laughs> couple of times a week, you are in a very good space. Mm. Um, so that's. Does that answer your well, question? Well, I mean,
0: I suppose yes. In a way, it's it's all the things that seem so simple, you know, moving, eating well, resting well. But it's it's almost things that we have forgotten about in today's society. And you know, I'm I'm a big believer that that's, that is why we do have so many health issues now is because we, you know, we've, we've forgotten the basics of how to take, take care of ourselves. And I, I suppose it's, it's also about balancing the energies, you know, we, we do so much. This is what I always talk about in my classes. We do so much. We feel like we have to be busy. We have to always be, putting things out, you know, giving and doing and working and, you know, and then even socializing and that kind of, we always have to feel like we're, we're busy and, Mm, you know, mm. inevitably that creates an imbalance of, of energy. You know, we've, we've kind of forgotten how to be, um, we've forgotten that we need that, that balance. We need stillness sometimes. And I, I'm, you know, I always say I really believe that this is why we're, we're also out of balance, and we are all, you know, we have so disease at the end of the day. So stressed out, yes. So, so mm, it, it may mm. it definitely makes sense, you know, to to balance or to have a healthy immune system. We just need to get the basics right. But I think yes. we've 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 forgot we've forgotten that. But but also, you know, society does put a lot of pressure on us, and it's it's very hard to break away from that, isn't it? So well, that yeah. uh, You
1: see, this is this is another question that perhaps I could encourage you to ask in your classes is is sort of Mm. what what are you, I I talk to my students quite openly and blatantly about this. What are you going to do when you are done with work or as it happens quite often, the work is done with you?
0: Yes. What are you
1: going to do? You may have 30, 40, 50 years ahead of you, you depending on how long you're going to live. Yeah. And people come up with all kinds of things. You can only do so much gardening. Okay, I'll go and do gardening <laughs> when am Yeah, but if you don't have a good back, if you don't have... So, for, yeah. for a lot of them, and I go back to my statistics, what would happen if 20%, a fifth of our population, decided to do yoga? What would happen to the number of teachers... The number of halls, the number of fields, said summertime, you know, and, and this is why I used and sent you that photograph of when I was uh, teaching in, in, in Florida in that one particular mm. week. 156 people
0: wow. on a beach.
1: And I'm trying to compete with the waves behind me, you know, and really full volume, right loud
0: but the joy
1: the joy of teaching like that lucy is is you know when you got a responsive class you're getting a lot more than what you're giving mm. energy wise I mean at the end of that week, I could have flown without the aircraft when I went came home <laughs> yeah, it it felt so good
0: yeah. and and
1: so you know you asked for my favorite photos that is really what I. You know, if I can do something like that when I'm in my 80s and whatever I am, uh, I'm sure I can. Give me a beach and a group of people. I'll teach. Um, so if, if, if this situation arises that we have 15, 20% of our population seriously taking on yoga, it's going to be interesting times. And it's going to happen in my lifetime. It certainly will happen in your lifetime.
0: Because, I so. you know, they
1: can, you can only take so many, so much medication. You can only take so much rules and regulations. In the end, mm. you know, my diabetes is my problem. It's not anybody else's problem. So mm. I really better take note and work forward. Well, where do I go? Uh, somebody, my friend next door says, oh, I go to yoga class and I feel good. Well, I'll go and join with her. And they appear in your class. Our job is to make sure our teachers are capable of handling, you know, the newcomers. and Because each mm-hmm. yoga class is, in my case, and I can, I'm sure it's in your case as well, the yoga in my yoga class is not for me. It's mm-hmm. for the people who have paid to be there. Yes. So, you know, the postures that I teach is, A, I know they can do or be able to do. Every now and then I might throw in a googly and say, well, look at this old boy. Do you want to be like that when you're? <laughs> and we all have a laugh, and, and you you are familiar now with how I teach, and, and it's no different in my class, whether it's one to one or it's a big class.
0: Mm. Um,
1: that's how I would like to see yoga and the population, our local community, go forward. Yes. I never thought I would. I never thought I'd end up living for over thirty-five years in Bracknell area between Cofor and Bracknell. Um, But that's my community. I walk down the street, I go to supermarkets, I go anywhere. You know, there's always somebody to either, not no longer giving hugs, but at least saying hello.
0: Yes. You know,
1: so you become the person in your community, not expecting others. And that's why I'm really delighted with GPs and one consultant that I spoke to you about. They have gone through the school and they're working with me to help, me train teachers with a lot more experience than I have had in, in dealing with, with conditions in the, in the community, you know, is this, and we touch on the main ones that most people have experienced, but what about the ones who are being, who are not being looked after properly in their own homes? What about relationship issues? What about, they all come into the classes. Can yoga help to resolve some of their issues? My answer, very firmly, would be yes, mm. because once you take charge of how you feel through yoga, then you can manage whatever is being thrown at you.
0: Mm. Yes. Well, there's the saying that you know what you cultivate inside is what will reflect outside. Um, yes. So it's we have to start with us and and you know, as as you said, already going inwards, caring for that inner, inner world. And yeah, and then then that will naturally reflect to the world around us and we will act differently out in the world as well. So yeah, Mm. I agree. (laughs) And that's, (laughs) you know,
1: that's, I am now reaching a stage where I can quite, you know, I'm learning these things. There was a time Mm. when I was invincible you know, <laughs> now I realize, now I've come to realize there's more to life than just owning things, mm. you know, and I, I really want to be get up every morning. I, I, I get, you know, my sleeping patterns uh, have changed over the years. I, I now sleep between three to three and a half hours in a 24 hour period. Is that I'm it? always on the go. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: You know, I go to bed and then three, two, three, four hours later, I'm up. And, yeah, there are so many things I want to do anyway, so I'm not complaining.
0: <laughs> I'm just too excited. So, well, this is,
1: you know, and it's the reward that I am, I, I get from it. It's, it's not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the reward is in having, for example, this particular type of conversation with a locally recognized yoga teacher. She has come and asked me to go on to her podcast. How do you think I feel? Yeah, it oh, is. It's a joy, it's a pleasure, and there is not enough of joy and pleasure out there at the moment. I agree. So I love every minute that, that I'm now from the very beginning when you call I thought, ah, this is what I want to do. So, <laughs> oh, no, it's, well, it's, the,
0: the pleasure, the pleasure is all mine, Sam. Thank you so much. And, and we're, <laughs> we're not done yet. Um, okay. <laughs> well, one thing one thing I did find quite interesting in your book um, was that you, you say that you only agree to work one-on-one with clients if you mutually agree that they're genuinely ready to heal and yeah. I found that I found that very interesting because I think that many people would assume that everyone would want to heal from pain but actually you know my personal experience and researching and you know just generally being in this this wellness world for for a few years now i've i have seen that actually some people identify with their pain they identify with their trauma and it, it almost becomes a part of their ego um so for anyone in that situation what might be your advice to them if you know if well, they're first they're feeling- thing is
1: first thing is lucy those are the best words i have heard in a long time, <laughs> you are one of those who has got it, because mm. uh, as a, using pain and conditions as a prop mm. is 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 millennia old. People use it for whatever their purposes are, and most of the time it's something to do with relationships and all that. So I've got a bad mm. back; that's why I can't take the garbage out, or, or you know whatever it is. I can't dig the garden. But you see, (laughs) any condition that could be used for sympathy, uh, I think if you really did a detailed study, the percentage would be quite high.
0: Mm. Now,
1: my comment on that one was when I went and visited one of the two consultants that looked at me for my pack, one of them said to me, Sam, the condition is such that in six months you'll be in a wheelchair. I looked at that comment, I understood what he meant, but I thought, what the hell are you saying? Why do you even need to mention the wheelchair? Mm. What is it about you that supersedes what is my own intelligence? If you were to tell me that, you know, Sam, you need to really start doing something so that you can avoid a wheelchair situation, that would have been a different terminology. So." My take on this is there is such a high level of ignorance out there, regardless of who you go to to get mended. So I question quite a lot. I don't do many one to ones. I, in fact, insist on not doing any. I just get them to come into my class. Mm. If they can pick up a phone and talk to me over the phone, they're okay to come and see me in my class. And I can mm. manage them in my class saying, you're only going to do half the number of postures that everybody's going to do. Yeah, it's my class. I can I can tell them that and they appreciate that. But that gives me the opportunity to to look at the person in the eye and see how how desperate are they? Like I was desperate to get well in my mm. spine. And that is where I would turn around and say to them, you know, you're not ready. You you're not ready to get healed. Um And not everybody likes that honesty, but, you know, you can do quite a lot. And then they go away and and, and keep going, doing the things that they're doing. And what you may have achieved with them is lost anyway. You Mm -hmm. know, I had that with a badminton player and I thought, where did I spend all that time? Yeah, he paid me well, but, you know, it's only an exchange of energy. I wanted the guy to get well. To a point that he could go back to his badminton and continue like I continued with my squash after after two years. Mm. Um, but no, he, he was desperate to get back into into badminton and redid the injury because all the things I said to him, some of them, he f- completely forgot.
0: hmm
1: You know, um, so the... <sighs> Hmm. Do we digress? <laughs> you, got me on, you got me on my soapbox about that. The community the community mm. need to recognise that they are dependent upon some kind of reward for some of the conditions that they have. Oh, I always get constipation. Oh, my you know my f- shoulders are always frozen, so I can't I can't lie on my side. You know, I hear some of these kind of comments. Mm. Um, and consequently, yeah, answering your question, I do sometimes just don't don't encourage people to come and do one-to-ones with me, because I can see it that it's it's not going it's not going to be a solution. They have to be serious enough to then convince Sam that uh, the one-to-one will be useful to them.
0: Yes, you yeah.
1: Know, this, it seems sounds funny, but. You know, whose, whose, whose business is it? And, you know, I'm not desperate for business, but I'm desperate to get solutions.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, and so re- remedial
1: yoga is, is really the answer to a lot of these things, whether it is psychosomatic, whether it's so the relationship issues or actual yes. physical issues, you know. How do uh, you yeah. get colitis or diverticulosis? Somebody needs to... Uh, learn you know you may know what where is birmingham in relation to london so you've seen it on a map all right <laughs> have you ever studied colitis you may not have it but do you know what it is where does it come from how does it um and this i learned from my gps and consultant students at my school realizing that um they were eager to learn and I thought I was going to be in a very tough place, trying to teach a GP how to become a yoga teacher.
0: Mm. It was
1: the easiest thing. She is so committed to it now, one of them, that she'll be coming to the school to help me and, and teach the new teachers.
0: Yes, so, yes. You know, yeah. I I do think, you know, that, that there could be a really wonderful marriage between western knowledge and eastern knowledge but i i, I mm. think that that kind of marriage is is not often made I, I think maybe we're going more towards it now um you know but it's it's definitely a slow <laughs> a slow process um Very but i just see so. You know, because because I, I think I said to you, I've done some training in yin yoga as well. And a lot mm. of the, you know, the knowledge around the meridian theory and, you know, work, working with um acupuncture and things like that. It's all so fascinating and it makes so much sense. And it could combine so nicely with some of the things that Western medicine does, but it's kind of—I don't know—they just haven't those connections haven't quite been made yet. I think. No, Um, no,
1: but this—it's a good thing in a way
0: because that is
1: the three—we're back down to three percent of the population.
0: Yes. So the connection has been
1: made. You know, you've been doing yoga for a long time. Well, why? know You want to manage your body the way you want to manage your body.
0: Yes. Yeah. Now,
1: if if the Western medicine all of a sudden decided yoga was the answer, uh, you better be ready to teach in uh, at Wembley and places like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, I really do think, though, if, if more people did yoga, then you know, it would it would put less strain on the NHS in our country, for example, and it. I, I just think. People could then take command of their own health. But when you think about it, you know, there are so many, um, corporations, especially in America that, that benefit from mm-hmm. people being unwell. And again, this is maybe a digression, but there's, you know, I, I do think that's possibly part of the problem is that yes, they, yes. you know, lots of people make a lot of money from people being sick. And so it's, you know, it's not in their, you know, sometimes in the government's prerogative to, to promote things as simple as move well, eat well, sleep well <laughs> you know? that's right it's, I it's, mean so but then
1: you look at you look at the logic of our the way we work is you know if I was an owner of a pharmaceutical company, would I want you to get better?
0: no, no. <laughs> no because my business
1: will go will go underground if i if i if I got you'd better
0: no yes. that's
1: that really is, and we have to be open about it and say. Yeah, it does. There are remedial in some way, like it relieves pain in some cases, but or masks the pain doesn't necessarily solve the problem.
0: Yes, exactly.
1: uh, You know, the population waking up is, is, it, it starts with, you know, I mean, you mentioned yin yoga. Yes. Fabulous. If people really took that seriously, I mean, yin yoga is not easy.
0: No. It's, it's, it's it's it can be quite
1: quite challenging. I've been doing. I I love it. I go there and I come away thinking, and I sleep even better that night for sure.
0: Yes. because you know
1: holding postures for five minutes, three minutes, two minutes, it's it's quite a challenge. That it's tough.
0: Yes, but
1: if we don't do that, why should the body give us what we are really expecting it to do? I'm not. I don't mean in terms of fashions and all that. But, you know, if my digestive system works, guess who's going to be happy for the rest of the day?
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, Sam, before we kind of sign off, I would love to hear about your plans for the future because I know that when we met last week, you were you were looking forward to kind of the next steps of the business and where you were going with that. So now you have... 93 teachers out in the community, What what's the next step for you? Well, the, the,
1: the, the lockdown has been a real boon for me because it's, it's obviously given me time, like everybody else, time to sit and think and, and you know. So uh, my plan is that towards the end of this year or by end of this year, I will no longer be teaching public yoga classes. So at the moment, I have three classes, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'll stop teaching them, hand the glasses over to my teachers, anyone, any one of the several that I know who are quite capable of taking them over. Now that relieves me from having to be in Bracknell, for example, every week because of my class commitments. Once that happens, Carl and I, my wife and I, we, we love going to Portugal. So we've spent a lot of time, but every time we go, it's maybe two weeks or three weeks and we wonder you know can we not stay a little bit longer so now january and february has been booked subject to COVID 19 of course has been booked in in um, santa lucia in 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 the algarve so there i have an opportunity for several things i want to do i mentioned a little bit about the books so there are two books on the on the go at the moment over and above the backache I also, in my 70th birthday, started surfing at Westward Ho in in North Devon.
0: Wow. And very novice. (laughs) That's when you started.
1: (laughs) Yeah. On my 70th birthday, I booked the the three lessons that they gave me.
0: Amazing. And I've been
1: working at it slowly. But, uh, you know, I I must be honest, I, I still spend a lot more time in the water than on the board. But that's a joy to me. You know, I'm out there for hour and a half, two hours in cold water. That's really giving me a lot of benefits, the cold water bathing type of thing. Mm. Then last year, I went and did a little bit of kite surfing. And that is an amazing, challenging, you know, it uses all the aerodynamics and the self-belief So I'm definitely going to do that in Portugal. I'm going to improve my surfing a little bit more. I'm going to start writing the books, do a lot of walking and cycling, which there is tremendous areas in southern Portugal where you can go and walk on the beach or go and cycle in the forests.
0: Amazing. Um,
1: And eat plenty of fish and drink lots of wine and
0: things like that. That sounds wonderful. That sounds perfect.
1: So all I have to do is fly back on on a Friday night because I have one weekend a month when my school is running. So I can come on a Friday night and go back on a Monday, get my school over the weekend. And that's the plan at the moment.
0: I think that sounds like a wonderful plan, Sam. Very wonderful plan. <laughs> Thank you. Thank I'll come you. Sur- I'll come surfing in Portugal sometime. <laughs> you can set up yeah. a yoga school there. <laughs>
1: well, that's it. I mean, mm. you know, there's one of the things I will be doing is also is have at least hold one yoga retreat. I know I have, mm. I'm very blessed with the amount of following that is out there. So, you know, taking 20, 30 people on a yoga retreat on the coast on, on Santa Lucia or anywhere like that. Fabulous, you know, and just take the whole hotel over and, and just work there for a week. That is Amazing. going to happen one in October next year. Um, And, um, you know, so things like that, you know, the whole workshops, I want teachers to come and do some refresher courses. So on a Sunday, if they spend a whole Sunday with me and we go through a 10-hour session, I can do the anatomy and physiology. We can do the philosophy. We can do the discussions. We can class plan. We can teach. We can, you know, and look at postures like what you came across with, thread the needle moving into the praying mantis. Let everybody learn that. So that will be refresher courses also during next year. So. The plan is getting bigger and bigger. I need to shut that book down so I don't add any more on that (laughs)
0: list. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Well, Sam, at the end of every episode, I do a a quick fire five questions. So we Mm -hmm. are ready for those now. I'm ready if you're ready. Are you ready?
1: I am. I am, of
0: course. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, question number one, what are your top three wellness tips? Just three.
1: Eat well, move well, and sleep well.
0: Easy. Perfect. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Number two, what is the first thing you do in the morning?
1: Um, Well, apart from the ablutions, I would do a yoga session in the morning. There are three things I do in the morning. Sometimes it is just rolling the mat out. And doing an hour, half an hour, 45 minutes, whatever I can, I feel like doing. So that's yoga. Two is I spend a lot more time on the yoga sling. So that instead of yoga, I would probably do the yoga sling. Mm. And that's about 40 minutes. And every other third day or fourth day, I go for my walk in the forest behind the house. So that's a 10,000 plus steps of walk. Mm. So that's when I jump out of bed, it could be one of those three things that I look at doing.
0: Yeah. So movement first thing, no matter what it is, always some kind of movement. Yeah. Perfect. It works
1: well. It it works well for this, this maturing body.
0: Yes. yeah, It sounds wonderful. Actually. Sounds like a great routine to me. Um, So how about the last thing at night?
1: Um, There's a lot of meditation in my life. So Recently, and I've been, this has been going on for some time, recently, I've been listening quite a lot and working alongside the Isha Kriya, the Sadguru meditations. Mm. So you know th- before I go to sleep, regardless of what time of night it is, I will always do between fifteen to twenty minutes of meditation, and then go to sleep, and mm. three hours, four hours later. I'm up and ready to go again. Mm,
0: maybe that's why you don't need as much sleep as the meditation.
1: I hope so. I'm learning about it, and I'm I'm, I'm hoping that. I mean, it is delivering tremendous energy. I, you know, I used to be able to sleep seven, eight hours, no trouble. Now, not that's only where I'm I am. not, <laughs> <laughs> but you see, with the meditation, what has happened is not only I, There's nobody pushing me out of bed. So it's not as if, but something is driving this body and this mind, and uh, it's <clears throat> quite cathartic. It's has been quite a change. So I'm looking at about the past year and a half, maybe two years now, where last thing at night is meditation before I go to bed. Doesn't matter Amazing. whether I've been out or whatever.
0: Yes, well, it's it's the the regularity, isn't it? That's important. Mm. So, okay, question number four. What is your favorite book?
1: Um, currently, it's the Inner Engineering. Again, we go back to Sadhguru. Mm. So Inner Engineering is, is, is quite a course and a book. So there's there's a lot of studying going on at the same time. Uh, but I've been through the books of, of Deepak Chopra quite a lot. Dr. David Hawkins, if you you look him up mm. he's the one who uses kinesiology for measuring consciousness levels and things like that mm. so my choices have always been i would put them inverted commas weird but
0: yeah. that's <laughs> where i am
1: that's where i am and it benefits me i know i get it i i get these things uh, and i feel why didn't i learn this at my university you
0: know? I'm a BSc
1: in biochemistry. When did I last use biochemistry?
0: I think it was,
1: I forgot it the day after I left my uni. You know, it's never been, never been used. So, anyhow, uh, that's by and by. Past is past.
0: But my (laughs) current,
1: my current study is Inner Engineering, and Sadhguru is, is, is the teacher at the moment.
0: Wonderful. And final question. Do you have a mantra that you live by? So do you have a mantra that you live by?
1: Yes, I do. (laughs) So if you see me walking down the road and mumbling, then you will know I'm in my mantra. It is the same again, it's going with Sadhguru and the meditation. And the mantra is, I am not this body and I'm not even this mind with every breath. So I am not this body. I'm not even this mind. Mm. So that's the mantra.
0: Amazing. Well, Sam Rao, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been an absolute pleasure.
1: Lucy, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It was a joy. It's a joy. So I look forward to maybe one more session sometime in the future.
0: Yes, definitely. That would be wonderful. Thank you so much, Sam. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So, once again, a huge thank you to Sam for the conversation today. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Honestly, I learned so much from him. I always do from other yoga teachers, but especially those with much more experience than myself. I just, you know, I hope that in 20 years time I, I have as much knowledge as he does. But honestly, thank you, Sam. You're a legend and our community is so lucky to have you. And if you are local to the Bracknell, Crowthorne, Wokingham area, then please do check out his classes. I know things are a little bit different still at the moment in terms of coronavirus restrictions, but check out his local classes. And if you're not local, he also has some content on YouTube. So I'll be sure to include that on the show notes below. So, and remember as well, if you want to practice with me, if you're enjoying my energy, which I hope you are, if you're still here at the end of this conversation, then my website is lucyvictoriajackson.com. And on there, it shares my schedule. But just to run it down quickly for you, I have Zoom classes on Monday night, Tuesday morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, and a Saturday morning. So lots of online classes to choose from. And also, I forgot to mention last week, I have different packages as well. They all offer exactly the same access to classes but there's something different depending on what you can financially afford at the moment so it's almost like a pay what you can but there are set packages a sliding scale depending on what you can afford because of course we're all in completely different financial situations at the moment so If you are so inclined, I would love to see some new faces on Zoom. It would be my honor to hold that space for you to reconnect. And I hope you have a beautiful week. Another great conversation coming for you next week. But for now, have a beautiful, beautiful day.